the markets you should be investing in right now are the safe, boring, slow ones, not the crazy, psychotic ones that make tons and tons of money in a short amount of time through appreciation. There will be a day for that. It is not today. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips here and um, Heather Marchant on location. On location. On I'm a reporter. Location. This is very exciting. <laughs> really, It really, really is. In the RV again. Um, uh, those of you who have followed the show for a while knows that we've done several on location <laughs> with Heather. So, it's true. Not new. Yep. Been in a national park. So, uh, cell phone service was a little rough. So we're recording this a little late. Hopefully our people can turn this around and get it up on time. We'll have to see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been trying to do these a little bit more, I guess a little bit less in advance because of the market conditions, everybody's concerned. Yeah. And so we want them to be timely. This one will be really timely since, well, we're <laughs> late getting it to our uh, podcast folks. All <laughs> whole bunch of inside baseball for everybody today. But big news, as we said last week, Heather, they did raise interest rates. Oh, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> they, did, they did raise interest rates this week. Yes. Although, as uh, anyone who's been trying to buy properties knows, the interest rates actually went down just a scotch. Which is so, I mean, I think I texted you and said, what in the world? Like, how does that work? We're raising rates and they're going down. You're welcome. This, I mean, this is one of those, this is one of those news versus noise things that, you know, I should have been paying more attention to because I called a couple of my lender friends and I'm like, hey, what the heck, man? Yeah. I mean, in a good way, in a good way. What the heck? And they're like, oh, dude, it, look, this has been baked in for like a month. I said, what, what do you, I mean, and I, I know this, they do this all. I mean, this is not the first time this has been done, right? They've already priced, Hello. they already priced this in. I mean, the banks have already priced this in. And so they're like, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they come down. And of course they did come down. And anyway, we're going to link a very, I don't know, detailed article about why mm -hmm. this is. We're not going to cover all of this stuff today, but we just wanted to break it down into its uh, fundamental basic form, which is. The cake was baked already, mm -hmm. and so it didn't hit that hard. So we've got a stay of execution on rates, which is a good thing. Yeah. How long do you think? That's the one piece I haven't, because I've been off the they're grid. Gonna keep, they're going to keep raising rates. They have to. So I don't know when the next one is, is going to come, but it will come, and it'll probably be another 75 to 100 basis points. So yeah, count on it. They're going to keep going up. Which means rates are going to go up. They're just going to go up over time. They'll, I guess, they'll, maybe they'll bake this into <laughs> before the yeah, next right. one as well, right? <laughs> but if you want a deep dive explanation, a little bit deeper dive explanation, we're going to link an article that explains it in the show notes. So, yeah. we really did want to kind of go over like news versus noise because you can eat anybody can get caught up into it. I actually really love when people send me articles and they're like, "See, see, prices are." Prices are really, you know, whatever, whatever the article is. Yeah. And then I actually, if you read the article and they're usually quoting percentages of increase and Heather, you know how this goes. If I increase 15%, but the number was a small number, it's, 
it's not that big of a change, right? Yeah. You yeah. can manipulate. So it's funny because I was watching a clip yesterday and it was, it was a political thing. It had nothing to do with real estate, but they were giving numbers. So this number, this number, this number, and then the last one was a percentage. And so they just kind of, they glossed over it, but the last one was a percentage instead of an actual number. So if you actually look up the, look up the stat, well, it's no wonder they did the percentage because it sounds worse than the number because the number really wasn't that bad. Wow. That's, yeah. I mean, I sh that's no surprise, I don't think, to anybody. But I think just remembering that because sometimes it's really easy to get caught up in the hype, you know? Well, and, and people just read headlines. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I saw this one yeah. yesterday. I just sent this over to Heather. This is a hysterical. And like hysterical, funny, but also hysterical. Yeah. The headline. Yeah. I'll read the headline. Home prices are being slashed. That's my favorite. I think is the slashed. <laughs> slashed. I don't know what the definition of slashed is, but they're not being slashed anywhere. They're being reduced. That would be a better word. But now reduced, that's not near as, you know, hyperbolic as, uh, as yeah. slashed. Exactly. Slashed in these 10 cities. And it's 10 cities. And yeah. guess what? Guess what? If I, if I just, if we had, if y'all were on with us right now and I said, hey, where do you suppose these 10 cities are? I bet we'd name half of them just from people guessing yeah. which cities, right? And then not only which cities, but I bet we could guess the states of where these are, right? Yeah. This is not, okay. So, I mean, we've been saying on here for months that there are certain areas of the country that are going to see price reductions. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if slash is the right word, but definitely price reductions. Okay. And one of them in particular, we've been talking about, which is Boise. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think we talked about it last week. It's mad up there. It has been madness up there. Wait, I think it was like a year ago. We did a, I think we did a podcast on some fourplexes. Yeah, that's right. Remember we had people who were like, I mean, they were selling at six something. We sold them at mm -hmm. 200 and something. They were selling at 600 something. And we were like, what in the heck is going on up here? Yeah. Then they went up to seven something. And we were like, what? Then they yeah. went to eight. So <laughs> I was like, what is going on in Boise? Yeah. What is going on in Boise? So look, markets that have been wildly overpriced for quite a while should and will see a price reduction. They're going to, they have to. So it's no surprise that Boise is on this list. Yeah, at all. I was surprised by a couple of them though, that have just been not on my radar. Anchorage, Alaska. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that made I'm the top like, 10. Wait, wait, they have real estate up there? I know, what? <laughs> no offense and then, to um, in Alaska. We know you live in true. houses. And it's beautiful, I'm sure. And Austin, Texas. I think those were the two that surprised me a little bit. But yeah, see, Austin didn't surprise me at all. Um, really? Was, yeah, not at all. That place has been out of control for quite a while. I Reno, really Nevada, it. Reno, Nevada, that didn't surprise me either. So look, there's hundreds of cities and 10, I'm not saying that's all, but I mean, metropolitan statistical areas where they actually keep data. Mm -hmm. There's hundreds of them. Yeah. And this article headline, home prices are being slashed in these 10 cities as if the entire country is now on the precipice of some major collapse, which 
I've said all along, I don't know exactly what's going to happen with this market. I don't think anybody really does. There's a bunch of people who are speculating that they know, but they really don't know. Yeah. Here's what we do know nationally, which of course is junk, but this is what we do know nationally. There's more inventory on the market now than there was. Okay. Not a shocker. There's a yep. bunch of people who think that they're missing the top of the market. They're listing their houses and trying to sell them. That's not a shocker at all. Houses are sitting on the market longer than they were. Also, not a shocker. Mm -hmm. But also not the end of the world since that's what happens in a normal market all the time. Yeah, I'm, I kind of find it refreshing. It was tiring to keep up <laughs> without fast oh. things were moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... I'm not suggesting that the real estate market isn't going to correct a little bit. It might just level out and it actually might in certain markets continue to go up because we yeah. still don't have enough supply. Now, Heather, we've talked about this before too. That's not the only lever, right? Supply demand is not the only thing in the market. Well, I, I think um, one thing that I was working on this week for a presentation this coming week, building some slides and putting data together. And I was reminded that four of the last six recessions, home prices appreciated through that recession. Mm -hmm. So I think that from my perspective, the last recession I remember as an adult, I mean, I'm 41. <laughs> the last recession I remember was really the only recession I remember with real estate, right? And that didn't, it like was so crazy in 2008. And that's the one that I really remember. And I think that's the case for a lot of Americans that that's kind of what we equate a recession to is what happened in 2008. And it's just totally different. And so if we look at, you know, I have on in front of me, so 1980, 1981, 1991, 2001, 2007, and 2020 as the last six major recessions. And only two of them, it was affected real estate pretty negatively. So I think it, it doesn't always have to mean that they go hand in hand, which yeah. I just and learned. You know. Only one of them was actually, I mean, it was caused by. Yeah. 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 That's right. I mean, yeah. not entirely, but huge, massive Good part point. of it was caused by real estate. Um, and we don't have, like, we've been over this too. We don't have the same scenario this time. This is not the same thing. Now, there's a whole lot of outside forces that could affect yeah. real estate prices, but we don't have enough properties either for rent or for homeowners. Since we don't, I think that's going to help us maintain a little bit of stability with the, with the pricing. In any case, it's going to be good for renting for landlords, right? I mean, that's the way things are. There's not enough properties. Rents aren't dropping. And for the people who are looking for properties and can't find them, or are now not looking anymore and are not putting their properties on the market, once things kind of stabilize into a normal market cycle, like normal amount of houses on the market, normal time on uh, for listings, I think we're going to see that rents stabilize and then start to go on a normal trajectory up instead of this psychotic thing that's been happening, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like no two days are the same with respect to the interest rates and what's happening. We have to get updates from lenders multiple times a week. <laughs> it's it's yeah. insane. So I think one thing that also has been really interesting for me is looking at why we ourselves, but also our clients, why we continue to purchase real estate through the volatility, right? And seeing how that volatility impacts different people. And I think a lot of it is that news versus noise, Ron, that you were talking about, that 
moving forward and purchasing real estate based on the fundamentals of what real estate can do and what real estate does and not looking at, you know, prices are slashed, like all the, you know, that noise that you can get. And like you said, Ron, they put percentages on a hundred thousand dollar house saying that home prices drop 10%. That's $10,000, right? It's not like the end of the world versus putting the actual number. Yeah. Yeah. And in your current example, that didn't happen. It's a million dollar house that drops. Yeah, exactly. Those are the ones dropping. Those are the ones exactly. dropping. And they're skewing all of the numbers, right? And I mean, if look, if you just bought one of those fourplexes in Boise three or four months ago for almost $900,000, you might actually start to consider whether or not you made a horrible decision because it didn't cash flow when you bought it. I don't know why you bought it if you did. I'm glad you bought it from our clients. And they made $600,000 on, on your crappy purchase. But <laughs> if you bought one of those, you didn't buy based on good fundamentals. And since you didn't, you probably are going to lose some money. But that doesn't keep people from investing in real estate. Everybody that I know is still buying. And we're just buying on the same. Look, the, the presentation hasn't changed since I started doing it in 2000. Well, it wasn't 2005. I started selling things in 2005. But 2007, when I started doing the presentations live. It's yeah. the same thing. Tell yeah. me where else you can get an investment that does everything that real estate does. And then if somebody can produce it and it's legit, <laughs> I will add it to my repertoire. Otherwise, yeah. I have not found anything that produces the same kind of returns, even during volatile markets. Yeah. I love, I think we should go over this one more time because I know we've covered this before. But I've had multiple clients reach out to me and say, please don't just cover something once and assume that we get it and that it's fully digested. I mean, I'm, I relearn stuff all the time. Um, I'm sure you do too, Ron, like you just yep. remember what you knew. <laughs> um, so you own 100% of it, right? You own the entire thing. You're not having a partner usually, right? That's out of your control or can go rogue <laughs> or anything like that. You own 100% of the yeah. asset. And compare that to a stock where you own a yeah. microcosm of the company and yeah. you have zero control. Yes. Because you personally can affect the value of the stock, which that's crazy. I mean, you can raise rents, you can upgrade kitchen or whatever and bring up the value of what you own. And you can't, you have, that's the part of the stock market that you have zero control over, right? Nope. You can't control their mouths. You can't control anything that they do. And then, I mean, the CEO can tank a stock just by saying something stupid. Mm -hmm. uh, your houses don't say anything stupid. So yeah. you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> it's true. And then it provides a high dividend, right? Real estate, if we're comparing it to stock, that you yeah, I mean, have that cash flow. Heather, do it like an, let's do an average. Let's do a, uh, one that's not even that great. How about a 6% cash on cash return? 6%. Show me a stock that produces a 6% dividend, please. Show me one. And then in addition to that, it has some kind of a, of a growth component to it as well. Yeah. You, you can't show me one, but if you could, you're still not going to get the rest of, of what real estate can do, right? It's true. I feel like if people found that stock, they'd be losing their minds, right? Like No one would believe it. I know. <laughs> And then my one of my favorites, it can be you can purchase the stock on payments over 30 years at a fixed interest rate. 
like, oh yeah, I want to buy that stock, but I can't afford all of it. So I'm just going to finance. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, but you can go hire someone to live in your stock and pay for it for you. Yeah. I, I mean, and then there's the tax advantage, right? So let's just go over these again. You, you have a hundred percent control. You own a hundred percent of it. It produces a high dividend or cash flow mm-hmm. at the same time, providing a high appreciation or capital gain, right? Along with tax reduction that you can finance on incredible terms, fixed payments for 30 years that someone else pays for you on your behalf. Now, if that stock existed, no one would buy it because it's too good to be true. (laughs) And yet that's exactly what rental real estate does. And so while everyone out there is freaking out and losing their minds, Mm -hmm. smart people are still investing. I mean, I, I think I said this the other day, but we I'm getting ready to go under contract on a property that um, that I'm buying with a partner. And one of my buddies said something. I'm looking for the actual quote. Ah, here it is. The brave will be rewarded this quarter. Time to mm. buy. Yeah. And I agree with that because the time value of money, if you let your money just sit and do nothing, you're losing money to inflation. I mean, big time right now, big time. And I don't think that trains into anytime soon. Yeah, agreed. Um, agreed. I was. By I the way, to... big Go news on. this last week. I don't know if you heard this or not, Heather. I don't know. You probably didn't because you were in the boondocks. <laughs> we are not in a recession, and the definition oh. of a recession has changed. Oh, it I is no know. longer two consecutive quarters of GDP decline. It's now a plethora of different things which they can change anytime they want to, to state whether or not we're in or we're not in a recession. And so the good news is, for everybody out there, the good news, if you haven't heard it, the good news is we're not in a recession. Wow. In spite of the fact that the definition of a recession has been the same for as long as I've been alive, but now, now we've changed the definition. And this, well, this, folks, this is politics. This is how the game is played. I'd like to also just, I'm going to go out on a limb right now, and I'm going to say that the GDP that was still crappy, still negative, is yet worse than they've reported. And then in the dark of night, here in the next few weeks, the real number will come out. It will be far worse, and they'll never state it. And they'll continue to bang the drum that we are not in a recession when we clearly are in a recession. That, that, wow. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's like saying we're not really dating. Let's redefine the definition of dating in the middle. (laughs) Here's the thing that I really don't understand since I've gone a little political. Biden was the vice president during Obama's term when they would just make up the number and then revise it down later. Mm -hmm. So either the GDP was so bad that they couldn't make it up and make it positive and then revise it down later, or they're just that incompetent at being politicians that they can't lie as sophisticatedly as the last administration. Hmm. Either way, not good. Exactly. way, not good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mind-blowing. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I thought it was was funny. (laughs) News versus noise. Yes. Yes. It does apply. apply. Great. It does apply. It's a great example when you're changing the definition of something. Wow. That's crazy. 
I was also working on, because as I came back online yesterday, working on some math. I geek out on the math in our pro formas and understanding the numbers and how quickly the time velocity of money and all of those things, I was loving it and also had other things to do. So hating it. But anyway, I was going through this and I realized in the math that I was doing that I hadn't added in the other three rates of return in owning real estate. So I had done only cash flow and I had not added in your principal reduction, which is the tenant paying down the mortgage, your depreciation and your appreciation. I hadn't added into my projection and how fast a client could start with three properties and grow their portfolio in two years, right? So this is the math I was working on. And I was not surprising, but also super cool that the client could purchase one more additional property and increase their cash flow by adding in what seemed like pretty minor numbers, you know, like mm-hmm. the depreciation is was like, I don't know, 150 bucks a month, like nothing earth shattering. But I went, man, adding that in and then adding in a little bit of principal reduction and appreciation over five years, I projected over five years for those, but still just adding in depreciation, they purchased another property in those two years. So I think it might be helpful to kind of go through a property run and kind of show all of those little rates of return and kind of break down a a property and why, why it still works. I mean, the numbers work really well to help people be able to grow their wealth. I mean, why it still works with, why it still works with crazy interest rates, these quote, crazy interest rates that are still historically low. Yeah, let's go over one. Um, this is a, like a. I'm gonna round the numbers off because I I don't like all the numbers that are on this. But let's use a four hundred thousand dollar property with a hundred thousand dollar down payment. Okay. Okay, so that's twenty five percent down for anybody out there who didn't know. That's what that is. And after all expenses, including the crazy mortgage payment, where we got this insane high interest rate. <laughs> Even after all of that, property cash flow is almost seven hundred dollars a month. Okay. So after you pay the management company and the HOA and everybody, everybody gets paid $700 a month cash flow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is a decent cash on cash return. It's 8%. Okay. Now, again, I'll go back to the original example. Where else can you get an 8% dividend on your money? Yeah. I, I don't, again, I, I don't know any other investment that gives you that, but look, there it is. Now, in addition to that, Heather, there's someone living in the property paying your mortgage. And this is one that's overlooked a lot, but this is actually pretty big. This is not just a little insignificant yeah. thing. Someone is paying down principal, creating equity for you every single month. Mm-hmm. That works out to a, four, a little over a 4% return. Okay. And I think we should like go over too that if we're, if the market does go down, right? So say you bought this house at 400, the tenant is paying down your mortgage, giving you equity. What if you lose a little, little bit of value in this property? You have equity in there that wasn't even paid for by you, which is yeah, pretty it's, cool. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And the market will recover anyway. Yeah. So just yep. hold on to it while you have to have your measly little 8% return <laughs> and your measly little 4% return. And then the measly little tax break you're going to get that's going to give you almost 3%. Those yeah. three things right there, those just continue to happen, right? Yeah. Throw appreciation completely out the window because as Heather said, maybe it goes down in value. Mm-hmm. But those three things are going to happen. So that's, what is that? 16%? Yeah, close I to I mean, you. folks, I'm not sure where else you're getting 16%. Yeah. 
consistently getting 16%. But that's what this is. So you're getting about $8,300 a year in cash flow. You're getting about $4,200 a year in, in principal reduction in equity gain from somebody paying down your principal. And you're getting a $2,800 tax break. And that's if you don't accelerate the depreciation. That's straight line depreciation. Yeah, if you and accelerate it, it's even better. Yeah. And on this particular property, you have two tenants. So if, you know, say you have a vacancy, because you'll have, you know, there's always things that can go wrong in real estate too. So say you have a vacancy, you have, should have one tenant on the other side still paying. So covering most of your expenses in owning the property, right? A yep. good chunk of them at least. So that way you don't have to have that as a stressor, which is great. And then this particular property we're talking about built in 2014. So it's not an older property that you're going to have potentially a lot of expenses on. You could still have expenses on a property built in 2014 for maintenance, but wouldn't be as high as a property built in 1950. So, Yeah. So that's the reason people buy them. It's because when you buy a stock, let's say the stock market actually is down sufficient that now is the time to buy and be bullish and the market's going to recover and it's going to, you know, it's, you're going to make a ton of money. That may happen, but you're only going to make one type of money. There's only one type of return there. Mm -hmm. It's a capital gain. That's it. It's either going to go up or it's going to go down. And that's why people are so concerned when the market gets volatile. Well, when the real estate market gets volatile, the thing that's going up and that's going down is the value of the home or the value of the property which is not really, now I'm speaking about non-commercial properties right now. Okay, so one to four family units. It's not relevant. Fannie Mae doesn't give a crap. Mm -hmm. She doesn't care unless you don't make her payments. Okay, Yep. doesn't care. Guess what? The house doesn't care. Doesn't get its feelings hurt. Nobody knows the difference. <laughs> Nothing changes. So your yep. cash flow doesn't change. Your principal reduction doesn't change. Your tax reduction doesn't change, unless, of course, politicians change it. But yeah. um, anyway, those three things don't change. The only thing that changes is appreciation is the gain, which is the only thing when you're investing in the stock market that you're going to get anyway. Yeah. Okay. So you're getting three additional returns. Those returns are what makes real estate so sexy because when you add all of them up over time, they kick the pants off of anything yeah. else I've seen. And even when you have big expenses and issues like that, I helped a client with a portfolio this week. He said, man, Heather, I've just had a, I've had to put a deck on the back of a house and I've had some capital expenditures too, which you can write off on your taxes. But we did a deeper dive and looked at his property values. And I said, man, you have some great gains on two of your six properties. Well, three of your six properties, but two were crazy good. And I said, why don't we liquidate these and sell them? And because we would do that regardless of whether how his whole portfolio was performing. So it's just magic that there's four different ways to make money, you know, that you you can have gains that help offset losses. And, and, and it's not just cash flow is your only source of income, which is super cool. So let's just make sure that when we're out there reading headlines, we're reading stories. And uh, let's make sure that we're cutting through the noise, getting to what's real. Mm -hmm. And let's remember that real estate is not national as much as they like to report that it is. It is local. And yeah, the markets you should be investing in right now are the safe, boring, slow ones, mm -hmm. not the crazy, psychotic ones that make tons and tons of money in a short amount of time through appreciation.
there will be a day for that. It is not today. And it hasn't been that for several years. I mean, our investors, I think we said this earlier, but our investors haven't been buying in Boise for years. Yeah. Years. Because Selling. The, numbers, <laughs> the numbers haven't worked. Yeah. They, they don't work there. And so since they don't work, we moved on. But yeah. we'll be back. I mean, if Boise falls apart, if it actually does slash at some point here, yeah, well, we'll we'll be back. You betcha. <laughs> we'll be back. Um, we'll yeah, do it all over again. And then what happens, guys? The way that the cycle works is that we move into those crazy markets when they fall apart to the point where the numbers make sense, and then we go buy up everything we can buy up in there, and then we just wait because it's going to go crazy again. And then when it goes crazy again, the prices go way up. You sell and you move into the Midwest, into the Mid-South, into the Southeast where it's boring and it doesn't do that because there's safety there. That's what you do. It's super easy. This doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be scary. No one needs to be concerned about interest rates. And look, if you've got a property that you want to buy and it's out a little ways, just buy a rate lock extension. They're not that expensive. Mm -hmm. And you you can get rate lock extensions up to a year. So let's not freak out and lose our our sanity over something that's really pretty normal. Yeah, agreed. That was a great synopsis. Okay. I think it's uh, about not being being informed and not being just living in fear, like we've been talking about what for like a month. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, there's so much of it out there. Everybody's scared to death. I am pretty excited. I mean, if look, if things completely fall apart, great. Yep. If things kind of marginally fall apart, great. If prices continue to go up, fantastic. Don't care. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. I don't care because I'm going to make I'm going to yeah. make money in any one of those conditions. It doesn't make any. I mean, if it all falls apart, that just means we're all going to make more money. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't, yeah, explain, but explain why, right? So I think I think those I get what you're saying, and it's so great. But I think if we break it down for a second, because if it all falls apart, there's great deals, right? Is that what you're meaning? That we can have yeah we can so let's migrate. say boise loses 50 percent like it did last time again uh, maybe it was only 40 percent, but it went down yeah. dramatically right yep. and then we went back in there that's why we got those four plexes for two hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars. i think is what we sold them for it is good job <laughs> um i think i mean we're not going to go in and buy them at 850. numbers don't work but if everything falls apart we can go in there and get these fantastic deals in these locations that do run up really really fast yep well then we're all we're all gonna make more money right unless and, you're the guy that bought at 850 and then you're gonna yes. lose your butt right yes and i feel yes. bad that you did but somebody should have told you or you should have asked some questions you made a really really horrible investment and mm-hmm. i feel bad that you did but i don't feel bad enough that you did to not come back and buy it from the bank at 260. i don't feel that bad so mm-hmm. i understand that People are going to lose their houses if that happens. And I'm not hoping it happens. I'm just saying if it does, I'm going to go buy assets, which is what everyone else should be doing. But what's actually going to happen in, in actuality, what happened last time is everybody got scared to death. And I couldn't talk people into buying houses for $40,000 that were brand new, never been lived in in Florida. So we went down to the auction. We were buying houses on the courthouse steps that no one had ever lived in, ready to roll out the door. 
And we were buying them for thirty to seventy thousand dollars, and I couldn't get a sole one to buy them because they were afraid. Yep. Yeah, because Florida is a horrible market. It fell apart. It's the worst thing ever. Well, all that's true, but that's why you buy them then, not when yeah. they're three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is what they were before. Yep. So you have to be completely counterintuitive on investing. If everything falls apart, that is the time to buy. Mm-hmm. The difference is if nothing falls apart, it's still the time to buy. Yes. If, if things still go up, it's still the time to buy. You're just going to yes. make varying degrees of return. And what Heather and I just went over is an okay return. Yep. It's still fantastic. It's 16%. And that's without appreciation. Okay. What I'm saying is if things completely fall apart and we can go get those fourplexes for 260 again, the returns are going to be out of control. Good. Like once in a lifetime kind of good. If that happens, we'll let you know. (laughs) We'll all go buy together. It'll be fantastic. It'll be a fun party. party. Um, Yeah. I love that, Ron, because I think it's super helpful when people aren't in the space to understand that you can make money in any of those markets. If it changes slightly, you're still going to do great. And if it goes up, I mean, I just ran numbers for a client who bought in Florida, Ron. Man, I'm trying to think how many years ago. I want to say probably four or so years ago. And has literally doubled her money. Because Florida surprised all of us with the pandemic and tons of people moved to Florida. So no longer is it just a tourism state that we had really looked at. Not just, but mostly, right? The real estate. I mean... So people driven people are sick of communist states. They're going to move and go somewhere where they actually, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't have to live that way. I just want everybody to understand that making money has to happen all the time. Right. Yep. So we we also did a we did a podcast. Not well, it might have been a long time ago, actually, where we did. <laughs> we went back and bought a property with historicals and we did it at the exact wrong time. And then the mm-hmm. other like a bought at the wrong time top of the market, followed it all the way down. And B, investor B, put his money in the bank and didn't do anything until the bottom of the market and then bought. And they really weren't that different. Yeah. Really weren't that different. And the reason is yeah. because of time and that that didn't even have inflation eating you alive. I mean, if we put inflation yeah, in that example, I think it would be markedly different because yeah, I mean, you're losing... 15 to 18% every single year right now is incredible. I'll link that in the show notes so that if people want to watch that, because it is, it is an older one and it's not, I don't think it's a full podcast. So I'll link that because I just pulled it up the other day. So that way you guys can go and look at that. Well, listen, everybody, we want to make sure that you are um, staying informed that we're keeping you abreast of what's going on, but only what's actually going on and not what is, what is the hype that the media and the politicians want to sell you. And so based on all of that, until next time, get out there and make something happen. That's right. Thanks, guys. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to GetRealEstateSuccess.com.